You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Please, kids and bitches. Really bother. Thanks for inviting me to this bullshit black party. Too bad I'm not drinking to deal with all you crazies. Did you like that? I have been singing the K9 Advantage song since I was um, at the young, ripe age of, I'm going to say 12, possibly 9, but my memory's fucked. But me and my cousins used to jam that shit, and I just literally had this come to me. Um, I mean, I had to think about the last line a little bit, I won't lie. But yeah, I went to a blog party last night, extremely underwhelming extremely. So I'm not even going to bore you with it because there's literally not shit I could tell you. I did meet a cool bitch who just moved in. Be excited for that. V as in very. Get with it. For anyone that's new out there, hi, I'm Jordan, host of The Horny Housewife. Sometimes I'm like, what does this name mean? It just means I'm a fucking stay-at-home mom who's often horny and I'm here chit-chatting away with you, the girls, the guys, the married couples, the dating couples, the divorced couples. I think everyone can get a little something-something from it. I encourage you, if you're new, to check out the, the archives because there's so much, so many things. And I think those first like five episodes, we need to revamp those soon, maybe the beginning of next season. I feel like we could always have a catch-up about anal sex or how to's, you know, cause sex is something we're all doing or not doing, but maybe we're doing it with ourselves alone, but we're sexual beings and we got to brush up on that shit. Evolve with the times people. I remember when I first found out there was a dildo that had a sucky thing at the end, like mimic oral sex. I was like, what the fuck? And I was so excited for it. And maybe, I mean, I should probably just try a bunch and then review them one day, but I haven't found one that's like the real thing. You know, I think sometimes hiking it up underneath the faucet at at the bathtub feels just as delightful. But I mean, without, sometimes you just want real person skin. You know what I'm saying? I don't want my dildo, like my plastic fucking silicone, whatever glass dildo just isn't sounding, they don't make plastic ones, do they? Isn't sounding like a bonding moment for me. And I just like need to hear another person. I sound like a whore for me, specifically my husband, you know? I wonder if, how many girls relate to that? Is there sometimes that's just not going to cut it for you? Like at that point, it's not even about getting off. It's like wanting the intimacy, right? Like as women... I don't know, as a woman myself with a high, I consider myself to have a high drive because I just look at myself and I go, am I down to fuck right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I find myself often feeling that way. And then I often feel myself like desire it very badly if time passes. Like if a couple days passes, like I'm not very comfortable anymore. I start turning into a meaner version of myself. I do think if we're just going to shrink myself a little bit that I need the validation, but like that's not what this podcast is about. So pivoting 
And looking at our topic today, people are like, oh, the bitch thinks she has topics because she's all over the fucking place. Well, that's just a part of it, but there are some things I want to go over today. Okay, uh, how can you tell who's good at fucking before you fucked them? I thought that was really interesting. I saw like a little bit of a stand-up comic talking about this, like literally a 20-second clip, but the question was like, ooh. Ooh, okay. Think about that for a second. Let's rewind back to my hoe days. Ah. Okay, if we go like really back to like, I feel like the hoe's always been in me. So it's like, when do we go? Okay, if we go way back to like right after I lost my virginity and I'm like, game on. Um, I feel like there was many times because I was young, naive, stupid not skilled in the bedroom, you know, just a newbie, total newbie. Didn't, I was very insecure, not confident. I thought all the other girls were doing it better. They they probably they probably were. Um, I thought they were better kissers. They definitely were. I just thought everyone was ahead of me sexually. And because I was 17 when I lost my virginity. And like now that sounds like a goddamn grandma because we're in this sick fucking world where people are like third fucking teen, which no, I mean, no judgment. I'm not judging anyone, <laughs> but I am. I mean, seriously, 13, third fucking teen. Like I'm a mother. <laughs> I have a stepson that's almost 12. Like, ew, I want to vomit. Like I want to vomit everywhere and slap him and handcuff him in his room. No fucking way. No fucking way, dude. And then if I had a daughter, oh my God, I can't even, I can't even process that thought. My brain just went, just, it shut down. It shut fucking down. Now, before I get my panties really fucking twisted, I'm not wearing panties, who are we kidding? What the fuck was I saying? Okay, well, when I started my little hoo-rah of horniness, I was naive. I already said this. Catch up, Jordan. That, like, I would think that it was just going to be wonderful, and it wasn't, because we were probably all both young and stupid and stupid. But now that we are adults, like, there would be times, like, there would be that sexual tension, and then it would be a womp, womp. Like just the biggest fucking letdown. We both didn't know what the fuck we were doing. He literally halfway entered me and came. And we're both frazzled. We have no, I'm like, okay, now do I leave? I leave now, don't I? But you're like 17. So you're like, God, I feel closer to him now. And like, he's embarrassed as fuck. And he cheated on his girlfriend with you. And there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Let's fast forward and we get into like our actual mature sex life relationships, young adulthood, go to single young adulthood, early thirties, whatever, fucking whatever. Any fucking time you were single and you knew how to fuck or you didn't know how to fuck. I'm probably talking to some people who are like, help, teach me, teach me something. But we all felt the feeling or okay, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm going to, I would hope that ladies and men, we have all looked at a person and you're like, Ooh, I bet they're a freak. I bet they're kinky in bed, or I bet they're a good lover, or I bet they're dominant. Like you just get the vibe that if you went home with them, it's going to be good. I asked some of y'all on Instagram what y'all thought. And I will mention a few, a few ones that are just Yes, I totally agree with, was going to talk about. And set one, one specifically, I was like, hmm, I don't think so. And then another one, I was like, hmm, that's a toss-up, okay? 
Now, remember, we're talking before you fucked them. And let's go, like, yes, being a good kisser, like, you know, like, okay, that says a lot. Like, they know how to kiss. A bad kiss throws you fucking off. Like, come on, bad kissing, bad breath, like, no bueno. I mean, bad breath would be worse than bad kissing because then you're not even going to get the fucking kiss, okay? But we should have a whole episode of things that make bitches want to vomit. And I don't, men don't want a girl with bad breath. Fuck no. You should see how, do you know that I don't get a lot of morning sex because my morning breath could kill an infant. <laughs> if I want morning sex, I have to get up, go brush my teeth, go in and just push my butt out because, but I have to brush my teeth because I don't want to moan and like sulfur acid come and melt the paint off the walls. Or worse, melt my husband's face off or make his dick go womp, womp, womp. If you don't know me yet, womp, womp, womp is my sound for like epic fail. Okay? Watch a cartoon. The most common answer I got, by the way, was confidence. Confidence from the men and women. And I mean, listen to what that says, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you're not fucking fake it, fake it till you make it. And confidence doesn't necessarily have to mean freakishly outgoing and you're like the one that lights up the room and guys are lined up around her to talk to her. I think you could be confident in a subtle way as well. Meaning like as long as you, if you're in a room full of fucking people and you're in the club, I'm not saying you need to be the girl in the middle doing a goddamn round off back handspring, which if I could do one of those still, I probably would, but I don't think I can. And Lord knows I'm not a dancer. And I don't know why God didn't give me that skill. Probably because he knew I'd be a fucking stripper. So yep, can't dance at all. I'm joking, kind of. But if you're in a crowded room, you're talking to your date or a guy you've met, whatever, your confidence, like eye contact, like no, don't burn his fucking head off like laser eyes, but keep your head up. Like don't tuck that little chin. And I know that there are some guys... (laughs) I'm going to say a certain type too that are like, love a girl with some low self-esteem. And believe me, like I've fallen victim to those guys and some of those guys are really good in bed. But that love the low self-esteem and usually you will find out it's because they are very insecure in their ways too and probably have a large roster that you're on. I think confidence can go both ways for the men. I swear to God, especially now in this time, some men get intimidated very quickly. Now for us women, men being confident, like green light, green light, very, very, very sexy. I think just for men and women, you can both agree for both genders that there is a difference between confidence and arrogance. Like the round off back handspring girl I'm talking about. But hey, if you're into gymnastics and you're doing it for you, do you boo? Fuck me. But you know the arrogance I'm talking about. Like in the episode No New Friends, the girl just led with the attitude of I don't need you. Like I don't need you. You know, chase me. I don't need you though. And I feel like I feel like everyone appreciates a little vulnerability. I think that is, that's sexy. That's something I'm going to add to the list right now. Being able to go deeper in a conversation. Oh my God, that's, that makes me wet. That makes me fucking wet. Small talk is not sexy. I'll just say that right now. Small talk does not fucking turn me on. And I'll tell you though, there are some guys dumber than shit and they rock in bed. So uh, don't take that is not um, that is not on the list of what determines 
if you're good in bed. We are not talking about a good husband or a boyfriend right now. We are just talking about good in bed. So that's the episode. If you're looking for something with a little more substance, check back on the episodes or just stick around. Follow, subscribe, please. I'm begging you. Another thing y'all said was having hot exes. So I'm assuming like, okay, this guy, you, this isn't a stranger, not in the club and you just met a one night stand and you're judging him to, if he's badass in bed. This is someone that you just know, or you're Instagram stalking, or y'all matched on a dating app, whatever it may be. And you see that he has hot ex-girlfriends. I think this can mean either or, honestly. I could totally see why you would think, ooh, like he's pulling these these girls, these really beautiful girls. Why else are they sticking around? And that is the question you must ask yourself. Why? Why are they? Why does this guy pull these hot girls? Is he super sexy too? Are they really short relationships or does he have like long lasting relationship with these beautiful women? That would be like a B-I-N-G-O, B-I-N-G. Like you would know like, okay, he must be laying that pipe down or he's rich or both because, but if it's a little like short stints of relationships, (laughs) there's probably a big missing link, whether it be he is a serial cheater. He is a fuck boy. He has zero incentive to settle down. Maybe he's really good looking and successful and rich. Those two combinations, hot and rich, or even more hot, rich, and high profile. I mean, like, God, that is just another level. Like I, I'm looking from afar, can't relate. I have no idea and no hate because I'm so curious. And if I was those girls, I'd probably be doing the exact same fucking thing. But it's like, what, what, how do those, how do they even land those men who can select from 12 supermodels to put their wiener in each night? Like Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, props to Leo for just staying true to himself. He knew he was fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. He was with Giselle. He was with all the supermodels. They get younger and younger and his bod becomes more dad bod by the time. And you're just like, some people would be like, oh, what a pig. And I, I'm like, you know what? You did you. You didn't get married and then go cheat on the bitch. You understood reality of like, why the fuck would I get married? Like, so I could fuck up a bitch and make her crazy and make her wonder why she wasn't beautiful enough when she was completely beautiful. I just want to fuck a lot of beautiful people, you know? Let Leo be. Do you want to hear a controversial opinion? I'm going to slide it in here, like slide it in here. <laughs> I get really off topic. I'm on topic, but we just take a lot of paths. Um, Unpopular opinion. Will Smith grosses me out. I think, why do we just let Will Smith be like they, a long time ago, I've been following their marriage and correct me. People can send me DMs and correct me. If you're a big like Smith family fan, let me know if I got it all wrong. And maybe I sound hypocritical for respecting Leo single dog way, but I can't help because I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I feel like I'm a huge empath and I can feel energy even through a fucking screen. And when I watched the Red Table talk and when I watched Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith on that table, I was like, oh, she made him do this shit. Like, to, for, like, she was like, this is your punishment, Daddy Will. This is your punishment. I read a long, long, long time ago 
that when they were interviewed in a magazine as to why their marriage worked and why, why, like in the Hollywood power couple, and you hear this a lot in Among Hollywood, and some people are open about it, some people are not, in regards to having an open marriage, where, here, let me just read you some things, and I will let you decide for yourself, actually. Okay, so in 2005, so they've all, they denied it for a long time. I don't even know if they've actually confirmed, but if you've seen the Red Table Talk, or if you haven't, go check that out. No, this is not in any way affiliated. 2005, Will Smith told the Daily Mail that the two speak openly about being sexually attracted to other people, which, I mean, we're human beings. We can find people attractive, right? It's about acting on it or not. Okay, that was me. And made claims that stoked the speculation that they have an open marriage. In quotes, Will Smith, okay? If it came down to it, then one can say to the other, look, I need to have sex with somebody. In quotes, next sentence, I'm not going to if you don't approve of it, but please approve of it end quote. Jada, his wife, denied the open marriage rumors, but she made a statement, and here's her statement. Here is how I will change my statement. Will and I both can do whatever we want because we trust each other to do so. This does not mean we have an open relationship. This means we have a grown one. Okay, and now it gets juicier, so let's pause for one second and think here. Okay, this is why I have thoughts and would love to talk to someone about an, their experience in having an open marriage and being able to hear my questions and at the end of the interview still we can respect each other's views if they were different because something I always wonder is how does the end game look? Like how does it look after so much of being able to do your own thing, like when does that take a turn where somebody falls for another person, somebody wants to invest a lot more time into the other person, someone's feelings get hurt? Like it sounds so messy. And it sounds like there's no way that it, you could both be on the same page at the same time all the time. And so then I could, I'm trying to think of what the rebuttal would be and they could be like, okay, well, we're not. And just like you and your spouse would go through issues, we go through ours. But when you're interjecting another romantical, that's not a word, romantic relationship, intimate sexual relationship, and you have a family, like my mind is blown. Like I don't, I can't imagine watering all of those yards, if that makes sense. Okay. Then we go on, fast forward in time, and Jada Pinkett Smith. How the fuck did we get here? But we're here. This is who I am. Jada was called out, accused, whatever, that she was with some guy, Alcina. I'm fucking up his name, I'm sure. Some much younger dude, okay? And he was 27. And he, he said this, like in some fucking interview, I don't fucking know. Here's his statement. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they have spoken on several times and it not evolving romanticism. And he gave me his blessing. And then it was after, like after that, we saw the red table talk. And it was like fucking painful. It was painful to watch. I could feel like she wanted to, if she had a weapon, 
she would have bopped him upside the head. I didn't say she'd kill him. She just bop him like really, really hard across the head, the face. I don't know. But I, I almost wanted to bop him. He looked a little nervous and it just was uncomfortable. But also it was like a Betty Broderick moment where it was like, give her justice. Because I wonder who wanted that. You know, I really, I, what if they would have got married? I know I'm totally being biased. And like he always wanted that and she was like totally fine because I always heard like red and blinds that will had several relationships and it's like <laughs> finally the girl got her a nice little hottie young one to be like suck it will how does it feel obviously i know absolutely nothing and that was just my third party perspective from reading shit on the internet so what were we talking about like originally how do we know if someone's good in bed without fucking them okay couple more things. One person put a bulge in their pants or like something along those lines, like about having a big dick. Like you can tell they have a big dick. And I'm just going to say right now on the record that that is so fucking not true. Now, maybe if you are just really like, you know what to do with it and you like it, I definitely think there is such thing as too big, Mm -hmm. not fun nor comfortable. And then think about the long-term damage that is happening to your vagina all of it, the whole thing. But I think like a big dick, I mean, it's like being a really hot, dumb man, you know? And it's just like, yeah, you look good, but looks depreciate and you're dumb as shit. And I can barely talk to you without wanting to eat glass. So I feel like a big dick is if they just have a big dick. And like they got it early in life or something, you know, what if they just sit there? It's like some girls that are so fucking pretty that they never developed a personality because everyone just flocked to them and liked them and, oh, she's so pretty. And they're just these little like dolls that sit there and smile and look pretty. It's like the girls that had the ugly phase, <laughs> we are the gems now, okay? <laughs> we had to develop personality, let me tell you. The number one thing that probably creates a badass in bed is a sprinkle of trauma because just like a funny person, okay, just like, okay, the people that had trauma, like some, some weird shit happened. And I mean, we don't have to go really weird, just like a little dysfunction in their family. Like most of us do had a narcissist as a parent. You were a middle child. You were the oldest. You were the youngest. Fucking any of it. Yeah, didn't have a mom. You didn't have a dad. You had both that hated each other. Something, okay? That adult child, that people motherfucking pleaser adult child, people pleasers are fabulous in bed. Period. End of statement. There we go. They're probably the best in bed. Because once they figure out what they like and what they want and what they know they like and they know and decide, okay, so now a people pleaser with a backbone. That's what we got to say. A people pleaser, a bitch who loves herself, but loves pleasing others more. A guy that loves himself, but loves getting his girl off. Prioritizes it. People pleasers are going to go all the way. They're going to do it when they don't feel like doing it because they want you to be proud of them. You getting off is enough validation, basically. Oh my God, my therapy session just came full circle right then and there. That was for me. That wasn't for you. But people pleasers, mm -hmm, they are the ones that are going to back handspring, not on the dance floor, but on your dick. 
And now, aha, I can see why the fuck boys say they love a girl with daddy issues and low self-esteem because they know that they are going to do whatever it takes. Well, the more I talk about this stuff, the more I feel like I'm understanding fuckboy mythology, mythology, <laughs> methodology. I don't know. I'm making up words at this point. The men out there are probably like, she has no idea what she's talking about. This is sad. Okay, it is now listener question time. And if you're like, hmm, it feels a little early to be doing listener question time, it's because Jordan, me, your host, is tripped the fuck out, fell down a rabbit hole of information, discovering something that I was unaware of. I had not heard of this before. And I can't wait to tell you all fucking about it. And we're gonna we're gonna feel this all out together. I'm gonna tell you my thoughts. I don't I can't fake my reaction to this shit because it's just it's just weird a little bit. And I I know I put this in the description and I'm now people are like, oh, okay, she's here to judge. Now I'm gonna clarify there's something similar to this. So we're talking about domestic discipline. Domestic discipline. I'll tell you what it is in a second. Don't leave me. I got you. I got the Google right here. We're here. BDSM is something that people who don't know what domestic discipline is might say it is similar to, but I beg to differ. And I'm pretty sure from the videos I've watched and the articles I've read that the domestic discipline lifestyle people would say, hold your horses This is not a BDSM lifestyle. So now let's hit the facts. Let me tell you the information, tell you what's what. Let's talk about it. Let's freak out together, okay? Preface, preface, I must say this. I consider myself a submissive wife, like literally, like I I do. And I'm going to share more about that too. But I just think that's important in understanding that I think my perspective is even more legit because of that. Okay, she's doing this ass backwards. Jordan, you're supposed to read the fucking listener question first. Okay, here we go. So I was just thinking of a good topic for an episode. BDSM and also I never knew this was a thing until an acquaintance and her spouse were do do it. Domestic discipline question mark. What are your thoughts? Okay, well, first of all, to you, blink twice if you need help because I have looked into this and I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I can't, I always like everyone to feel included and like I don't, I want to honor and love and respect everybody's lifestyle choices and if this is truly a choice, I would love deeper understanding behind it, but that's just it. I don't understand at all because let let me let me tell you. Let me fucking tell you. Domestic discipline. What is it, Jordan? Or Christian domestic discipline, as it is sometimes called, but let's not shit on the Christians. I have a lot of Christian people that I love. P.S. Not one of them practice this unless they're not filling me in on what goes on. But, okay, or Christian domestic discipline, as it's sometimes called, is a heterosexual marriage lifestyle that encourages husbands who are considered the HOH, head of household. Oh my God, I just like had a PTSD of like the HOA. Oh God. To spank their wives, which the 
wife is called the T-I-H, taken in hand, if you want to be realistic, a.k.a. his bitch, okay? Um, And they spank their wives for mistakes or misbehavior. And just now, my first thoughts, the first thing I thought was like, oh, okay, they're like kinky and like that's what they like, okay? Like BDSM, you have a dominant, you have a submissive, okay? Um, For... The domestic discipline, it is always the, the male in a heterosexual relationship, but she's not spanking him, <laughs> okay? She'd probably get like double the punishment if she tried to grab that spanking spoon because that's not what's happening. Now, truly, I'm not going to go much into BDSM. Not that I wouldn't love to another time, another episode, but the purpose it serves right now is to tell you that BDSM is where both mutual, like both partners are mutually benefiting from this. It is a kink. It is a lifestyle where both parties are taking pleasure with this arrangement, whatever you want to call it. That And it doesn't really involve your kids as much. And I saw a lot of this domestic discipline being a lifestyle that was not shielded from their family at all. In fact, it was like, just if I was to, okay, how I was disciplined as a child, I had to write, there was many times I had to write lines and write like, I will not disrespect my mother or yell at her in public, something like 50 times or something. And then I grow up and my teenager does something and then I make them write lines because my parents made me write lines. And it's just the video I was watching was a couple where their family, they have rules on the wall. They have rules on the wall for his wife, not, not for the kids, for his wife on the fucking wall. Like everybody can see the rules and she gets punished just like a child, just like a child. And some of the actions, the consequence is a spanking. And this spanking, it's a spanking. And the spanking spoon says what daddy says goes in a Sharpie, Mm -hmm. in a fucking Sharpie. And I was watching this video and this lovely couple's name is Brandy and Lazarus Robinson. He's 38, she's 36. They have a video on fucking YouTube. So I think that like, I'm not here slandering them. I am, I'm, I'm hyping their video up. Go fucking check it out. I'm sure they love that. She's a stay at home mom. Homeschools her three kids. So you know, they see what's up. And then her husband, and she had 5,500 comments on the video. So I'm sure I'm not going to freak her out by my freaked outness. I mean, in fact, she watching it, there was so many comments were like, she's the puppet master and he is the puppet. And people were like, no, this is another form of domestic abuse. There were so many questions that would pop into your head watching this because all the questions you have slowly get answered. Like she was like, this is not like BDSM because I don't, like being spanked. And he goes, and I don't like spanking her. It was literally the exact same thing I would tell my child. Like, I don't like to punish you, but I have to, to mold you because you're a child. And that is where, I mean, I have to say exactly what the fuck I'm thinking. And it's like, what? Like, if you're not taking pleasure out of this, and this is the person you married, like, I'm all I'm hearing is mommy and daddy issues and like find a fucking therapist, police. And I'm just, I, I, and maybe that sounds harsh and blunt, but if someone actually did that, maybe they could have a revelation because it sounds abusive and it sounds 
terrible. And it sounds like you're putting dehumanizing and self-esteem ruining. And I read an interesting article that talked about their claims versus what research actually says. And a lot of domestic discipline people say this is backed by scripture. And there were people that said, maybe these people are so God-fearing that, and BDSM is their kink, that they renamed it for something else. I don't know these answers, but many of the ways these couples presented themselves, it was extremely parent and childlike. And for me, as a submissive wife, which, you know, it's my life, it's me, I get to define what that means in my marriage. And for Derek and I and myself, and that is me submitting to if he need he's directing our family he's a leader of our family he's the head of our household now i personally believe that i am the neck meaning i'm right there and i can turn that motherfucking head but i take on a my womanly role i guess this this could be is controversial i know especially in this time i would say we're very into our gender roles if you will, which some people could look at me and laugh and scoff. Be like, do you hear your foul ass mouth on this podcast? But luckily for me, no one gets to decide how that's defined in my life, nor do I get to decide how you define it. Your truth is your truth. And how I view submissive may be different than somebody else's take on that. But there's a level to which it is dehumanizing the word I used very recently, and maybe based on misinterpretations of the Bible, if I dare say. And they claim that it gives husbands authority over the entire household, but I don't get where like the punishment part comes in. Because just because he has a fucking dick, like who's punishing him when he fucks up? You know what I mean? Like there were lots of, and especially if they're going off of the Bible, which I am by no means a Bible scholar. I was raised in church. I stopped going to church at 18 years old, but I was like, I attended church often. My parents were very active in a non-denominational church. I can see that is where I picked up on the lifestyle I live today. My mom was a very authentic woman who was true to herself and loving and nurturing. And my dad was a really hard worker and an amazing provider. And my mom stayed home with us. It was just, that was how I grew up. And I loved that. Are there things that I see as an adult now where I go, hmm, maybe I needed this, this, and this more? Or maybe, you know, I don't want to do this, this, and this with my child. Or so many things you realize or limiting beliefs you realize you believe about yourself because of an adult, your mom, your dad, a friend, a teacher told you that's not fucking true. And just like you as an individual, I'm going deep here, start to believe those things about yourself subconsciously, consciously, whatever, you can reprogram your mind and tell yourself an affirming statement that maybe you don't even believe is true and you will reprogram and recondition your mind to believe those things about yourself. And I say this passionately because I can't help but think these women in these domestic discipline relationships, if they are not getting pleasure out of this spanking shit and pulling a little one-two on us and this is really what it, it is, what they say it is, then I'm totally tripped out because there is 
a thing called an abuse cycle. And it can be in emotionally, mentally, physically, however you want to call it, with your dumbass boyfriend, with whoever. And there's three phases. This is from one doctor in the 70s, um, psychologist Lenore Walker conceptualized these three phases, sometimes called the cycle of violence. First one's the tension building phase, the build up to abuse. The second, acute battering episode, the spanking in this case. Honeymoon phase, the aftercare, which may include remorse and making up. So for your shitty, emotionally abusive boyfriend, it's he gaslight, go, okay, gaslights, ghost you, you get an argument, whatever. Then he acts out and then he goes away and then comes back and he loves, love bombs you. And then you start this shit all over again. Now I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a person and this kind of marriage. And from what I saw in the video, it was just like I saw a man and a child. And it was, she said her marriage got closer after that, but it would almost seem like it would be this indicator of a much deeper void. Let me continue on more of the definition where it said it ended saying they spanked their wives for misbehavior. What's more, spanking is not only painful, but it's also belittling and traumatizing. These things can impact a wife's self-esteem and identity, communicating, like I said, that she is childlike and must be disciplined. And you are programming yourself. So to the listener asking what I think of this, I think it's super fucked up. Likewise, domestic discipline communicates that she deserves to be punished for making mistakes or not living up to her husband's expectations. In no fucking way, you get to set your expectations. You are a powerful, badass bitch co-creator who can decide who she is, what she is, and what she wants, wants out of life. And anything that tells you you can't have that is a fucking liar. It's a limiting belief that does not serve you. You could come up with all the what if and the but, and that's not how things work, and that's not realistic. I don't care. You know what? Something I heard that was really, really awesome for me. If you don't believe in miracles, you won't ever fucking see miracles. If you don't believe in magic, you're never going to see it. And the best part of my argument, or in my opinion, is which feels better? Does it feel better to sit in fear? Does it feel better to be depressed every single day and go, oh, this is, this is what the Bible says I'm supposed to be doing? And so it doesn't matter how long I'm suffering or whoever's telling you that you need to do something and nothing's getting better for you and you're miserable and you don't understand and you can't imagine why a loving higher power would want you to suffer like this. Maybe because a loving higher power wouldn't want you to because... I mean, how did this comedy relationship podcast get here? We're here and I'm not going anywhere. If we're just going off the Bible, Jesus, I don't recall, and correct me if I'm wrong because I wouldn't be the scholar to know, never hit anyone. I don't know that. I think I actually know, I've read that he washed people's fucking feet. So if your husband wants to wash your feet or maybe hand over that paddle, and if, hey girl, if you're getting, if it's turning you on, if you like it, if this lifestyle is working for you, just try not to fuck your kids up and let them do their own thing. But I I can't imagine living that lifestyle. And I highly I doubt that anyone that lives that lifestyle is listening right now because it basically shit on it a little bit. But in the words of Lisa Renna, who's done 
none of this this season. Own it. Now, if I could complete one fucking thought instead of being an ADD bitch, let's finish the the paragraph. These beliefs are in line with what most abusive partners assert, that she deserves it or she brought this upon herself. I already went down that hole. Because domestic discipline is considered a deviant behavioral approach to relationships, most men and women turn to blogs, private community groups, and websites to gather information or to chronicle their experiences. This sounds like one of those pro-Anna websites where girls tell each other how to fucking starve themselves. You know, just because there's a blog about how to be anorexic and bulimic does not mean I should give it a whirl. This is not a Pinterest that you save to your little pin wall and save a recipe for later. This is some hardcore shit. And it's like everyone enabling each other and afraid of this, I guess. The hardcore judgment that I just dished out. But I mean... I would love if the, if you are like, well, you have no idea. I do this and blah blah. Hit me up because I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to me rant. We we got absolutely no answers from that, but now you know what the fuck that shit is. Tell me if you meet anyone like that. I guess they wouldn't wear it on their sleeve, right? Who knows who I could be talking to? I'm probably fucking pissing some people off. No, if you're a horny housewife then you just need to go ahead and admit that you like that fucking spanking spoon. Because if she wrote, why do I keep saying spanking spoon? I think the Texas is coming out in me. In Sharpie, it wasn't his handwriting. I mean, there were little like curlies around the D like, daddy knows best. She read the book. Okay, we're back. She read the book about it and suggested it to him. Just go watch the fucking video. There's so many though. That was one couple. She runs a Facebook group too. I wonder if she's just like, ooh, this gets a lot of attention. Anywho, we're done. We're done. If you like today's episode, please give me five stars if you're on iTunes. If you didn't, just walk away. Go listen to a different episode. Write it and just tell you how to live spiritually. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, click the follow button. If you're wherever you're fucking listening, follow, subscribe, leave a nice review. It helps me so, so, so much. I love you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram at the.hornyhousewifepodcast. Link in bio. You'll find all the things you would need to be a part of the community. You can ask a question anonymously, do what this listener did and submit a great topic idea. I mean, it was, it was, I went down a rabbit hole. I did. It was, my jaw just was open. I was drooling a little bit. Okay. That was fun. I love you. See you next Monday.